Welcome to Holy Fuck. Holy Fuck. Holy Fuck. Two gals on the prowl for enlightenment, sex, and all things holy. Holy Fuck. Each week, beauty alchemist and transformational coach and speaker, Catherine McClelland, and spiritual healer and life coach, Krista Kim, discuss navigating spiritual consciousness in a real human body. Stumbling through dating, relationships, and everyday life, all while maintaining a fucking sense of humor. (laughs) Hi, Krista. Hey, Catherine. How's it going? It's going great. How's it going with you? Oh, I'm feeling very abundant today. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Abundant in what that you have created, my friend? Well, you know, sometimes we're abundant in really positive ways, and sometimes we're really abundant in some not-so-positive ways. But we have to recognize that we're still (laughs) creating abundantly. So what might you have been creating abundantly that maybe you wish were different? Well, um, you know, yesterday I was driving around our small little town. Once again. Yes. And I was having these little thoughts about, oh, I just have this feeling that I'm going to see, like, ex-boyfriend number one. And then (laughs) their names have all faded out now. And then the next time I was like, and then like literally a second later, I was like, oh, and I think I'm, you know, going to see Nurture Man too. And I'm like, oh, well, and I just like park my car and I'm walking toward the street and dun, 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 ex number one just goes and just like drives right by me. And I'm like, whoa, that is so crazy that I, you know, just thought of him and he manifested. And then I'm like, that's weird. And so I keep walking to the corner and then zoom, Nurture Man um, drives by. I didn't tell you this part about the story. He actually like drove by and whenever we drive by each other in the past, um, you know, he would like blow a little kiss. And again, I haven't seen or talked to Nurture Man since the, ghosting the whole thing ghosting thing. <laughs> and so, but when he drove by me, he looked at me and like blew me like kisses like he used oh. to. And I just kind of giggled because I'm like, I bet he drove by. I was like, damn it. Why did I do that? <laughs> like, I forgot. I'm I forgot I wasn't her. doing that anymore. That's so funny. it was very cute. And I realized in that moment that my feelings kind of softened a bit. Uh, a little bit more forgiveness happened um, mm-hmm. in his direction. But I, nice. I also realized, whoa, again, I had the thought and I manifested the experience. Mm. Cut till to later that night. Oh, then I had the thought of like, oh, great. Now am I going to see, you know, X number two? And I was like, no, 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 no. But of course, later that night, I walked into my favorite little watering hole and there he was sitting there. So I'm like, wow. In one day, literally manifested seeing all three of them. Wow. And what did that mean to you? <sighs> well, at the time, I was just like, I don't even know if I thought that much of it until this morning when I was kind of chatting with my friend um, via text. And she was just saying, like, her and her friend were having a conversation about, like, man, there's never any hot guys. There's never this type of guy and this type of guy. And they were having that experience. But then they switched their mindset and were like, no, there are tons of hot guys out there. And they just kept saying that over and over and over. And then she said she had the experience where the next day, hot guy after hot guy after hot guy kept rolling into the coffee shop or wherever she was at. And in her telling me that story, I realized I am manifesting all these 
negative experiences with my exes, or let's not say negative, experiences that I don't necessarily want to be having, I think. And she's manifested all these hot guys. I need to uh, get more in her cor- that get more in her corner. Meaning, start yeah. doing what she's doing. So, what are you doing that you think is bringing these uh, maybe undesirable results to you? Well, um, I know we've talked a lot about um, the Abundance Book um, by John Randolph Price. You want to show yeah, them a little copy sure. of that? Catherine and I it have is both. a little copy. Of oh, a I love big this book, book so much. A little green book. A little green book. We um, love this book. Catherine and I have both done this process several times. And Several. one of my favorite one of my sentences fit. in that book is something to the effect of, um, you know, the outpicturing of my life is due to my beliefs on prosperity and abundance and just all the little things I believe in my head. I am creating this picture on the outside. And I know I've used that sentence a lot in our podcast in the past, but never in um reference to abundance. Right. So you're accumulating abundant experiences of seeing people that you prefer maybe just not to see right now. So I think, but the catch is, if I prefer not to see them, then why do I keep manifesting them? So there must be something in my subconscious that is desiring to see them for some reason. Or or has, I don't know. You can't get your focus off them. Right. So, or you, it's not so much that you want to see them, which clearly maybe, maybe you really don't want to see them, but you're still thinking and ruminating and wondering and playing the tapes back of the past. And mm-hmm. so they keep showing up. And I think there's something to this also in the wanting to heal around these relationships. Mm-hmm. Because well, of the good. work that we do, we are constantly looking at things in the past that have happened and you know, trying to find the spot where we can let go and let go of beliefs, misbeliefs and that type of thing. And so there's a, I feel like there's a little catch in here for me in that, okay, it's great that I'm doing this healing work around these relationships, but at what point do I say, okay, enough is enough in the, in the trying to heal around them, I'm still manifesting it because I'm thinking about it too much. If that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, you know, this is all the trickiest stuff, right? Mm-hmm. This is all the trickiest stuff about manifestation and what we're drawing in and what we're attracting. I think I might sneeze. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be good for our song guy. <laughs> yeah, we're going to give you a challenge today. Yeah. But so what I love about what you're saying is you're actually completing something. Mm-hmm. And in order to know you're complete, you have to keep seeing these people to keep pressing up against, oh, huh, I felt some forgiveness come in when he blew me a kiss. I didn't feel as much anxiety when I saw this one. And when I saw the third one in the day, at some point it actually started to become funny. Yes. Like, and I could just tell by the sort of way you <laughs> communicated that. So, you know, what you're giving yourself is the feedback that you actually are healing. And these things are starting to lie down. Now what's happening is you're like, wait, I want something new. I want something new. So how do I abundantly manifest what? What would it be next? Um, hi, guys. Oh, <laughs> I like that. Call this number. Well, what <laughs> I'm also five. realizing is that, of course, and we've talked about this before, that all the things, all the experiences I've had in these relationships, again, have been outpictured into my life because of my belief mm-hmm. systems. So Am I ready to update my belief system about what I'm worthy of, what I believe, 
you know, that I can manifest for my life. Um, yeah, so we're going to, yeah, sorry to interrupt no. you. Um, we're going to touch on the first chakra here, I think. And Ugh. even though lots of us, we have a lot of conversation about chakras with you guys, this is a really important one because this is what grounds you on the planet. So relationships ground us on the planet. And even though chakra two is the place where relationships are, the beliefs about our lives, what's possible, what's out there, all that is in the first chakra. It's what puts our feet on the ground. It goes the energy that goes into the earth. For women, that is very deep energy. It's spiritual energy for us because we get a lot of our juju from being on the planet. You know, we in historically we <laughs> which Crystal loves dance juju. <laughs> I like that word. Juju. She likes juju, but uh, historically we dance to drums. We get our feet on the ground, it grounds us, it helps us be strong. So if our belief system is something other than what we want it to be, it's important for us to pay attention. So at this point, healing is important and you're starting to complete because you feel like you can see these guys. So now what beliefs do you want to carry into your first chakra to live into your life? It's not magic. Right. It's what you're carrying in your body, your energy system, your aura, whatever we're going to call it, that directs the magnetism and pulls things into your life. What is it? Oh, well, it's interesting that you start, you started talking about the first chakra because the other thing my girlfriend had said to me, she had done a healing on me, an energetic healing. Mm -hmm. And after she had finished the healing on me, she said, wow, your first chakra was just gross like she's like the energy was so blah she goes I spent mo the energy was thick and so she did a lot of clearing on it and so what I find interesting in that is in her clearing it it allowed for these three people to come into my sphere and I didn't have any reaction around at them. least big reaction not big reaction so there's a part of me that feels like in her helping me clear that out, it made space for me to see it as almost comical and to look past the human reaction that was happening and look at more the getting me to the place of seeing how abundant I am. Now, what am I going to choose to focus on? Where do I want the magic in my life to go next? Yeah. And what's so good about that, Krista? So what you could feel is that when she released, when she opened that energy field, mm -hmm. There's space. Yeah. We don't want to leave that space too empty. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's a place where, sure, there's lots of space for exploration, but what you believe really guides you. And there's not space, though, if I'm thinking about yeah. the past. Well, or that, if I keep that's ruminating what's in the space. On, I'm right. going to point down at her first chakra. <laughs> I do. Somebody I don't know why point there. <laughs> pointing at her crotch is a weird thing to do. You can't see I kind of got excited when you, you did, did that. Yeah, it's the closest someone's been in a while. <laughs> but I love that part about opening up the space because... If all I'm doing is thinking about the past relationships and turning the stories over in my head and continuing to do the healing around it, I'm not having as much time to spend creating like my ideal zero. scene. I have no time <laughs> to focus on my who I want my partner to be and what that looks like. And so I'm setting a new intention oh, nice. to um, really let go let go, let go, let go. First chakra, and let go. First chakra, yeah. And I had, I had also some dreams lately, mm. and that really, um, when I um, went into the spiritual meaning of them, they were 
every meaning around each dream was about I'm I'm holding on to the past and I'm gripping mm-hmm. the past and it's about letting it go. So it's um, all feels very timely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, focusing on yeah. our desires instead of the past. Right, and I think what's true is you have a certain wisdom that is coming to the forefront. Like the the woman who came into your life to clear is also part of this universal unfolding of what exactly you're ready for right now. So you're ready to see these three men. You're ready to have this really funny conversation about, hey, I got some hot guys. <laughs> and then you're ready to have this other conversation about clearing so that you have space. And one of the things about the feminine is that we can't stand in the space of the feminine without space. Mm. So we need to open. It's a receptive space. So it's just continuing to open, to open, to open to the feminine and allow ourselves to be supported by the parts of us that are masculine that hold space. But that, So that would be the generation of a belief. So the masculine would hold a belief like, there are hot guys around and they're swarming around me. But see, I don't, I don't think I, I, obviously I don't believe that I can create that for myself. I mean, I think well, I'm to, like, today, you know, <laughs> well, it's like, I believe I can um, manifest a hot guy. I believe I can manifest a smart guy or a funny guy or, 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 but there's this part of me that doesn't believe I can manifest somebody who has all of those components. There's a belief in there that I have to sacrifice something or I don't know, that's not possible for me to have exactly what you want. Yeah. Well, I would just offer one thought about that, which is, are you really clear what you want? No. So I think it might be a good idea (laughs) to check that. I mean, I have these like, oh yeah, I want this and I want that and I want that. But I don't think it's really concrete. And again, I think my timing is not in alignment yet. Like, I do want partnership. And then there's this part of me right now that knows I'm not ready for partnership. Mm -hmm. I've had some really big indicators of like, I need to get my life really solid and um, Mm -hmm. financially solid, emotionally solid, my house like together. Like, I need to find me, which in the past I have found my source in other people to make me happy. I've had boyfriends since I was 12, never not had a boyfriend. Five. Yeah. For me. So good for you. <laughs> His name was Pip. was in preschool. So, you know, this is the first time where I'm like, okay, Krista, like get really clear and make sure I'm not continuing the cycle of mm-hmm. looking to somebody else to make me happy. Well, that's a great segue. To, to what I wanted to talk to about today in this abundance book because it's been a really big experience for me. There's a there's a so what this is is it's set up as ten days where you do a specific affirmation during a meditation every day for ten days and then you repeat it a number of times and I've repeated it so many times now I think you're supposed <laughs> to repeat it four right is that right, right four so, times so it's forty days. But I've done 120 some odd days now because it's actually really fun, partly because what it does is it lifts me out of the day-to-day drudgery of where's my money coming from and what's happening in my life and all that kind of stuff. And it lifts me to a place where I get to have more fun around how am I creating. And the creative principle and the creative process is the feminine. And I'm 
feminine. I'm a girl and I love that. I don't actually like the drudgery of crunching and walking in straight lines. And <laughs> we can tell by the way your arms are going arms like a robot. <laughs> I don't like that. So I do everything in a circle. Drives some people crazy sometimes. <laughs> don't look at her. Not her at all. Not um, me raising my hand. <laughs> but what's interesting to me is that in some ways I, so the thing, the one that jumps out at me, well, there's a few, but the one in particular today is the one that talks about how our supply doesn't come through another person. Or another job. Or, or a job. So it's, a, it's not that there's nothing out there that's bringing abundance, prosperity, however you see it, however you call it, into me. It's me bringing it to a place where it is open. Right. I have to create the invitation. So abundance is actually the effect of what I'm doing rather than I'm getting something from someone else. Now I'm safe and abundant. Right. So what happens to me in the past and may have <laughs> happened to Krista, I think, and also to other women we know is that because instinctually we believe that a man has to take care of us right. and to protect and provide for us. That's an instinct level based if we're having babies, this is how it's going to go. So we over-invest in um, someone who's created a supply or we engage with them and then we they create supply. And we somehow tell the universe that I need that person, that job, that circumstance to be happening in my life. And we talked about this once a few weeks ago around the sort of golden handcuff Mm -hmm. conversation. But really, um, in this conversation, what's more powerful is the idea of, can you open yourself? This is why I was asking Krista, did she know what she wanted? Because can you open yourself to a relationship that's free of these instinctual ways of grabbing onto men? Mm -hmm. Does he have enough money to provide for me? Well, why is that his job? Right. You know, yeah, if we were, um, you know, if he was King Kong or if he was, you know, Tarzan <laughs> and I was living oh, in the jungle, like, yeah, baby. Um, maybe that would have been appropriate. But now, like, women, we can provide for ourselves. And we also have to be careful not to get stuck in a certain situation, job, marriage, anything that isn't feeding us because we believe that our supply is through that other person. Well, and that's what we were talking about a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about me going through the divorce. It's like I was a stay-at-home mom for 15 years. And so the marriage, the yes. ex-husband was my source in a way. And we have to, it gets a little tricky here because when we are manifesting stuff, you know, the money does usually come through another person, meaning it's either a company that where you have your job and the money comes through or an inheritance or family, whatever. Like there is in this real world, the money is coming through something, a physical something, but it's not created from that spot. So right. like, yes, my husband was providing the physical money, but the source energy, God energy, was coming into him and me, and it was manifesting in me as a stay-at-home mom and right. him with the jobs that he was getting and that type so, of So, yeah, so this is interesting because I know this is true of a lot of women where we send our manifestation through a man. Mm-hmm. So we, many of us, and I know this was true for me, um, there was this thought process around that women don't need to earn money. 
that women shouldn't earn money, that it's lower than women to earn money, that women give their services. So as a minister, it was extremely comfortable for me to give to my congregation, for me to overextend even to my congregation, rather than request to have anything coming back. So in order to provide for myself, I sent the energy through my partner, and then it came into my life. Well, here's the tricky wicket, (laughs) sticky wicket. Krista can talk to this one, too, but I'm going to grab it this time. When you get divorced, all the money has come through another person. Right. And they have built a career over the 15 years that some of us stayed home Mm -hmm. that then is at a place where we can't step into because we haven't required ourselves to become a receiver. We haven't produced, we haven't taken that whatever percentage of us is masculine and supported our sweet and loving feminine. This one was owned a theater. I ran a church. It, they were amazing things. We did amazing things. We got For free, no but that's money. what's so interesting is it was like service to our community yes. and it meant so much and to us. so heartfelt and our families benefited from it. But I know for me, I never, I didn't create the theater to make money. I no. created the theater to bring joy to my family and my kids and opportunity. Right. And so what happened though was it never made any money for me. Right. And here, here's the other piece is that that's a distinctly different thing. It's not like, oh, I just never charged anybody. So if we don't have the energy that we carry, that we are valuable, that we are honorable, that we are worth it to bring money through ourselves. And if we don't have the receptivity because of our value to receive for ourselves, we send it through someone else. We will never actually get the full benefit of that. Because it looks like it's coming from someone else. So we keep telling ourselves, I need that person to have the money coming through. Even though when we're doing it, the money starts increasing ridiculously over there because of the amount that we're generating, we're giving, but we're not getting it. So this is really such a powerful thing for me in my current relationship is like I'm doing blind eye to what his situation Mm, is because I know how attached I can get. When I think, oh, phew, finally someone's going to take care of me. Right. And my past experience is now telling me, bad idea. Mm-hmm. So not, of course, when we're raising children and we're making that choice as a family, there will be times, but maybe it's the man who should stay home. We don't know that. And in a really well-balanced relationship, there might be really strong reasons for you get to work. And, you right. know, Chris and I might have really had a lot of gener- been able to generate a lot of financial abundance for our families had we asked our partners to do things differently so that we could have that experience. Without the experience, it means we don't actually think we can do it. So it's just a curious thing. So it's a place where the masculine and the feminine within us are playing and a place where we're playing it out in the world. What is it that you put your faith in? So some women put their faith in one job. Right, over and over and over. They go to work even though it's killing them, even though they hate it. Or a circumstance. I'm living, I'm taking care of my parents because they will then take care of me, even though I hate every minute. Or I'm, you know, whatever it is that's not healthy, we invest in, we feel that it's a little bit unhealthy. We keep investing in it, not believing that we can receive. Well, that's why I had to do come up with a sentence that undid that belief system that 
my ex-husband was my source. And so what I had to start telling myself every single day is, I am abundant because God is my source. And I think when I started saying it, I didn't really believe it truly, fully. And um, the more I would, like, if I would come into a situation where I might be at a store and want to buy something and be like, oh, no, no, I can't afford it. And it's like, in that moment where I go, oh, no, no, I can't do it, I shrink. Did you even see it? My body shrank when I said that. And that goes against everything I really believe, which is I can afford it. I might choose not to buy it at that time. But every time I say I can't afford it, it just keeps putting that energy ahead of like, oh, I'm not abundant. I, you know, have a lack mentality. But that I am abundant because God is my source. It just keeps me open to that God might bring the money through an inheritance. God might bring it through the lotto or all these crazy different ways, but God's bringing it. Right. So it's the activity of the universe that is always constantly creating. And when we get in alignment with the activity of the universe, that's always constantly creating. And we say, I'm an open vessel to receive. That's when we can get it. But when we start, when we're blocking it, because somewhere in our conditioning is, you're not, you shouldn't receive this, mm-hmm. or it's below you even to receive money. Or, you know, lots of women have these other stories, right? Like God so, wants us to be creative and abundant. That was another part of the book. Like God literally wants us to be generating creativity and bigness. And we stop it when we have those small thoughts and it chugs we, the energy up. Yeah, it does. And for me, what I realized, and one time when I was actually working this supply piece, mm-hmm. is, you know, where is my supply, which is, of course, in the universe through me, and I have to be willing to receive. What I recognized was my relationship with some of the men in my life created a situation inside me where I was not receptive to the universe giving me anything. So I had created, and this is probably... You mean like where it had to come through them? No matter. It had to come through someone else mm-hmm. because I wasn't actually open to receive. So now wonder mm-hmm. about that as, as we're really sitting with this. It's like I found that because I had some wounds to the outer masculine, I was doing stay away. I don't want to receive and the only way to receive is by having something come into you. It's a You have to be an open vessel for it. So if I'm holding the masculine at bay, not the physical man who's bringing money, but the masculine of the universe that wants to keep giving me, and I'm like, no, no, I have enough damage <laughs> with guys. I'm closing up here. I'm closing up shop. I'm not giving the universe anywhere to give to. I'm just closed for business. Like, that's it. So it really occurred to me. I finally got it. I was like, Oh, I will never be my own supply. Or my consciousness (laughs) will never be my own. Like, I will never have the ability to receive abundance until I'm willing to receive from the universe, which means someone has to give me something and I have to receive it and then put it back out. It was, I don't know if this makes any sense. Well, it's making a lot of sense to me right now as I'm thinking of like this, the place I am in the divorce where it's like, this is why it, for me, it's been so terrifying to do this last part of it where, Mm -hmm. you know, the money starts really pulling apart and separating because I've gripped so tightly that he is my supply. supply. And now I'm being asked to let go of that in the real world 
and I know I need to let go of it in my consciousness in it because if not I'm just I'm creating I don't know it's almost like I'm blocking my next step because then if I believe it has to come through him or another man or you another man, get another man. Who then I have to spend my time going and get another man instead of going and concentrating on myself and fulfilling myself and making myself happy. So the choice I'm making, so oh, this is coming full circle. So the choice I said I was making earlier, where it's not about the relationship at this point, right. is because I know that that's still kind of messing with my head, thinking that my happiness comes from. So abundance, yeah. we're not just talking about money, money. here. We're okay. Not I about mean, money. we say that because we know people love money and they like to figure Prosperity, out how to get more of it. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I'm um, right now would be creating my next relationship out of a, I wouldn't say I'm in a small mindset right now, but I know that there's some work where I can still open up further yeah. further, so that I can bring in um, an energetic match for me. Yeah. And I, what's interesting about that is in this current relationship for me, I was going for an energetic match so deeply. Mm-hmm. I have farmed out my good to other people <laughs> way too long. And I have been given the gift of the return of that, which means I'm not respected. I'm not honored. They think they are my support. But you're talking about in the past. I'm talking about I thought you were past. talking about your current no, no, relationship. No. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. What happened this no, week? No, no, no. no everything's fine. But okay. I, in the past, in I the past. farmed out my supply, which means my good, my wholeness, my love, all those things to someone else who I needed to give it to me. And it was on an outside level, but it was happening on the inside. So outer at USM, we will always say that outer reality is a reflection of inner reality. So whatever's going on inside me, I don't deserve. It's not my thing. My ego's too big to receive money. Like it's too, I'm too vulnerable to ask for it. Whatever my issue is, it's going to keep showing up in the men I choose who are going to have to show up for me in order for me to be okay. And that's the thing that I was definitely doing when, so I had three years, three years without an, a, a serious relationship with some fooling around in there, which was quite <laughs> fun. But this relationship created from a very different place of that's none of my business. You're my, not my supply. I take mm-hmm. time to make sure I, I come home to myself and make sure I'm balanced. Or when I forget, I get a quick lesson and I remember to come home so that my supply isn't outside me. My supply of love, my supply of honoring, my supply of money, if that's what I'm looking at that time. It's all generated from my consciousness. So the effect is what I'm seeing in the world. But the cause is over here. So notice how maybe in our lives we've gotten that backwards. We're like, no, we need the money out here before we can believe in ourselves. So, so yeah. So, this okay. is some big so, stuff. So, I, Krista, where are we going? Well, um, I mean, I'm super into money these days. <laughs> so she since is. I'm shifting, um, I mean, yes, I'm going to do my work around um, the partnership thing. But I... Don't necessarily, I'm not looking for that in the next three, six months. Like I can see like, hey, in a year, like maybe my energetic level or, you know, maybe my life will be at a place where I'm really going to call in someone that could stick around and not ghost me. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, you believe in ghosting. I I guess so. And so, yeah, so I want to not, I don't want to have that experience again. So I need to do some more work on why I believe that. And if I believe in ghosting, I also must 
you know, in some way believe that money ghosts me, like, mm, like money's like this ghost that I can't quite grab or, cause I do have a lot of belief systems around money. And a lot of it is that, um, you know, obviously the typical one is women don't make the money, but I think for me, it was more like, I'm not worth the money. I'm just, yeah. I'm not worthy valuable. of making, yeah, I'm not valuable enough to make money. And so, or I'm not capable of it. Yeah, capable, and, valuable. And I know that's not like, I can say, I know that's not true. But then if it wasn't true, I would be making it. You know, I want to, we're going to take it a little segue here, but I know we're not going to go here today. We're going to put in a little marker for another one. Is for women, to us, for us to really get how feminine we are and how much that is power. And how much of our power comes from drawing that forward? That is a valuable substance that we have. We don't need to act like men. So sometimes if we see our supply as a man, and many of us saw this, I saw this younger when the feminist movement started and women just started like putting on suits and ties. And I was like, never going to do that. (laughs) I don't care who you are. I'm not putting on a suit for you. I wore some really gorgeous clothes that were kind (laughs) of like suits, but they were not. Um, They top and bottom matched, but that was it. Um, But what I noticed was energetically, that's the same thing. If I think I have to farm out my supply to the masculine, I have to do it to the masculine in me. I was like, wait a minute. I have to be a man to make money. And that's what was going on. So the only way I knew how to be a man was to take on, strap on, you know, (laughs) strap it on and go out and do work. And I did that for a while, almost killed me. Really yeah. almost killed me. And so I don't want to go to that perspective. Oh, I'm not but telling you do. I'm yeah, just... but I but I there is a part of me that um I just need to get more in balance with obviously like being in relationship with Rico Suave. I was so out of balance mm-hmm. because I really got attached to him being my source of happiness and future and sex and love. I mean, everything was what we were gonna he build together. Everything. He was everything. And so um, even though I had been doing the abundance book about, you know, that person's not my source, I still allowed the momentum to get behind me and I got swept into it. And so I'm yeah. really clear after my last really three relationships that that's my tendency. And so it's taking a little bit of restraint on my part right now to just not do the old behavior, which mm-hmm. means I need to create a new behavior. Yeah, so that's an addiction. Right. right. For me, it's almost like an addiction to to men and relationship as my go-to place. As for, your source. As my source. Right. And not that I don't want relationships and those experiences, but I want to know that when they walk away, I'm okay. So when Nurture Man walked away, I realized I'm okay. Yeah. But I didn't make, I never made him my source. Right. And, and that's that was the different. difference. And so I need to figure different. out right now, how do I create partnership with someone and not make them my source, well, that means I better be sourcing myself already prior to meeting that person. Well, so here's the, and here's the basic sort of spiritual bottom line here is that everyone is sourced from the same place of abundance, which is the universe. And that is like, go wherever, where we live, abundance is so easy to see. Mm -hmm. Mostly everybody can see it. They just might not like the way it looks. But we've got trees galore and leaves galore and, you know, all sorts of beauty here. Avocados galore, (laughs) which people love about California, including me. So what's happening is we, so when I meditate, I literally look outside. 
because there is no way I can tell myself that this universe is not abundant because I mean, there's like 40,000 leaves just on that bush right outside the window. And when it rains, even if it only rains uh, what seems like a drop, which we call it, is at least 10 million drops dropped. So it's just, there's so much abundance, but when we farm it out, we can't receive it. And what I really was focused on um, before was this idea of, do women, do we really believe that we're worthy and we have power and that the masculine aspect, so say I think I'm like 80% feminine, maybe 20% masculine, do I let that 20% support my feminine in going out in the world as a woman and making my way with, you know, with whatever direction I need and whatever focus I need, but only using that in service to my values and my love and my abundance and my care and my kindness and compassion and all those things that make me feel like a woman? Do I let my masculine serve her? Do I let the men in my life serve the feminine also through themselves so that we're creating this kinder, more loving, not like businessy world where things mm-hmm. collapse, you know? And not to say that the masculine does that. That's not what it does. That's a wounded masculine that might do that. But when women try to become men, we kill our vitality and our life force. We get sick, we get tired, we get old, we get angry. We Don't get... make me old. <laughs> Some of us are going to have to own that a little more than others. But not. I don't mean aging. I mean elderly by the way we hold our aging. And I just, so I, I just love this conversation about with women is are we honoring that we have power as women and we don't have to pull on our boots and our jeans not the cute ones, you know, I mean the ugly ones, um, and, and like ride, drive a truck to make money. Right. Like and our, I see it like you love all the feminine, the masculine talk, and I love all the, like, the, what the book brought forth for me is just the abundant, how much spiritual energy uh-huh. can I concentrate on pulling into my body? So receiving. That, feminine, receiving. Receiving. Um, <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, okay. Um, you know, that's my daily practices. How much divine can I pull into me so that I can manifest and create more? And that's why the daily practice, whether it's meditation or exercise or yoga or whatever, you know, practice that people put, you know, forefront in their life is setting the marker for how much energy they're coming in. Even like reading this abundance book every day and for the 10 minutes you're supposed to think on these sentences, yeah. that's 10 minutes that you're spending in a higher consciousness, Absolutely. thinking about something greater than what am I going to eat for breakfast? Yeah. So if you want hot guys in your life, do like Krista's friends, call in hot guys and Krista apparently too, although she's <laughs> avoiding them for right now. So don't call in the hot guys yet. No, I want to call them in and play around with them and see how many of them I can surround myself by. And then the more I have around me, then the more choice I have. <laughs> yeah. And then, and uh, actually the choice is about choosing what you really want and not choosing out of a need to have something. So in the past, I may have chosen parts of my experiences with men, or I may have made them more important, or I may have married or almost married them because they had enough resources. Right. But if I don't choose that as my, that's not my barometer anymore. It's like, who are you? And what are you bringing to this that we together can create something incredible? And then forget about it. The the whole abundance game just comes flowing like crazy. Because when two people 
or to other people, bring their energies together in the spirit of the universe, in the spirit of abundance. There is so much creativity and abundance that can be created and will be created. Well, and I want to make sure that when I, I say my intention right here, because I don't actually just want a hot guy. Okay, I don't so know. this is going like out into the world. I mean, I, you know, that was the sentence that I caught know. my you of know course. attention. But I really am looking for a, a well balanced partner. Yeah, someone with a okay more than a little bit of hotness. I will put hotness up there because I think it's sexy because that's going to lead to the sex. And but I do want smart. I want financially stable. I want funny, um, compassionate, good listener, communicative, and hot. And I want to, I'm yeah. going to work on believing that I'm worthy of it. I'm going to work on believing that it's out there and it's possible. I know I have a story about, you know, my age and that someone who's in their 40s isn't going to have all the things, you know, that I want. And I do want somebody in my 40, in their 40s. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I'll get more clear yeah, on that. You know, I, I think one of the things that's going to be really interesting as you allow yourself to be receptive to what you really do want mm-hmm. is what might change. Just I think that's going to be interesting for you. Like as you disinvest from them being your supply mm-hmm. and you keep investing in, wow, I'm this amazing woman and I've got all this stuff to offer. And wow, how much who they are might start to shift. How right how you might actually really start to like love and adore things that you've never noticed before that men can bring. And I don't want to cap it either because when we come up with these ideal scenes or, you know, our life, what we want our life partner to be, we don't know how great it could be if we would just open up. So as I sit here and say that I want him to be in his forties, maybe he's 35. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe he's 60. So again, that was like a limiting a limit that I just put on myself in that. Well, that's a great conversation. I don't know where we are in this podcast, but we're (laughs) going to have it for one more minute, which is we don't have to worry about this kind of stuff. We can say what I want, what I think I want right now Mm -hmm. is somebody in their forties. Like that makes sense. It fits your life. It fits everything. And we always add this, and I know Krista's going to say it right along with me. Ready? Mm-hmm. This or a something better, better for, for the, the highest good, good of all, all concerned. concerned. Yeah. So if it's for us and we hold, we press against the universe, we say, I do want this. I think at this point, I'm putting it down, I'm calling it in, and I'm going to leave. This is the feminine. I'm going to leave the space for this to come into me. I'm going to open and I'm going to see what actually arrives and know that everything is for my highest good, mm-hmm. which then means that whatever is coming in is going to be that or, or something better. Yeah. That's all we're saying. And we say that all the time because it's a very strong affirmation that I don't always know what's good for me. But I am rid of the limitation that, yeah. you know, as you, humans, we want to limit. suddenly came up. You're yeah. like, oh, shit, I just limited myself. It's like, it's right. okay. You ask for what you think you want, and then you just go, and whatever the universe thinks <laughs> is a better idea, bring it. Okay? So what a All great right. conversation. Well, yes. we had fun today. Uh, Thank hope you that for listening. Abundance was something that you wanted to hear about. And, and check out the book, The Abundance Book by John Randolph Price. It's a beautiful and book, and it really will support your growth in the matter of abundance in every part of your life yeah. and where you're putting your thinking that your abundance is coming from. This beautiful, amazing universe that can create 10 million drops of rain or 
in this I'm tiny creating... little other human being that might be able to give you something. <laughs> Let's all create really nice pictures for ourselves, That's really right. nice uh, blockbuster movies. Yeah, close your eyes. Just take a second as we close up and spread the love today. What's the first thing that comes up? What do you want? And just want it. See it. See it. Imagination is the first thing. Add your will. Press it against the universe. Say yes, yes, yes to it. And know that that or something better will show up. Awesome. Spread the love. Spread the love.